You are listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community from all over the world. I'm Aaron Richmond. Uh, to join the public WhatsApp group, the telephone number for that is 1-240-681-9869. That number again, 1-240-681-9869. Or, of course, you can send an email anytime to aaronsopinion6 at gmail.com. A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-6 at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook and Twitter. Comment below right here on YouTube where most of you watch Aaron's Opinion. And consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page. I appreciate the support. All right, on to today's guest. This is someone who I have kind of heard of over the months and years, and I've known of in passing, but until I actually saw uh, her video in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, um, I didn't know that I wanted necessarily, you know, and wanted isn't really the right the right verb uh maybe you know until i saw her video um i didn't i wasn't really sure you know exactly who she was and and what and what she does but now that i have seen one of her videos uh in a particular facebook group i can tell you that i am so glad um that i have come in contact with sweet milo Sweet Milo is a South African woman who basically has a podcast and basically a YouTube uh, channel um, that does a lot of the same things that we're doing here, you know, on Aaron's Opinion, where she would like to start educating the world about what is going on in the blindness community. And she would also like the sighted world to start understanding uh, the capabilities of people who are blind and I think that's really important she also said something um, to me that was very very relatable she said as a writer if I'm able to get only one person to read what I write then you know millions of other people will read what I write and what do we say here on Aaron's opinion help one person today help a million people tomorrow so that's really important to know that you only have to help one to help a million, or you only need to do the right thing for one other person to have done the right thing for a million others. So that's really a very deep concept, and it's something that Milo and I definitely believe in um, and are definitely putting to practice uh, on her channel, Sweet Milo, or here on Aaron's Opinion, okay? So that is who Milo is, and she's gonna talk to you about her life growing up, becoming blind in university and the different projects that she's working on to help uh, people all over the world. So we are so glad to welcome Sweet Milo to uh, to the Aaron's Opinion family, for sure. Okay, so let's see. Um, what shall we call this episode? Why don't we call this one Milo, My Sweet Guest? As in a play on Sweet Milo. Yeah, let's go with Milo. My sweet guest. I think that is a perfectly fitting title, um, if you ask me. Um, And as I always like to say, the following episode was recorded on the 20th of February at 1200 New York. You might be listening to Aaron's opinion in South Africa or on all four corners of the globe. I would like to thank you for listening, as I always do, to Aaron's opinion each week and say you can, of course, listen all over the world, as many of you do. Uh, But on the radio side, um, it's Thursday, it's 12 o'clock. That means it's time to listen to Milo, my sweet guest, right here on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. I'm Philip Anderson from Against the Odds, the human interest by a monthly motivational podcast which celebrates the lives of those who have conquered in the face of adversity. For more ways to listen and to request to be a guest, visit www.againsttheoddspodcast.com.
I wanted to take this time and thank you uh, for joining me today. I, I really, I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time um, to come today uh, in the evening over there in South Africa. I'll start this episode just as I start any other by asking you, yes, welcome. And who is Sweet Milo? Hi, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really, really excited to be here. So just to jump uh, right straight to your question, Sweet Milo, well, my, my real name, well, the one that my parents gave me is Mylet. Uh, and then uh, they gave me a nickname, Milo. And then uh, Sweet Milo is the personal name that I use uh, when I operate in, in the office that I operate in, in the creative the um, world, being a writer, a content creator, uh, yeah, and all these things. Excellent, excellent. Um, and by the way, would you like to tell us more about a little bit more about your background, where you're from, and where you grew up, and things like that? All right. So, um, South Africa has got nine provinces. Uh, one of them is Mpumalanga. Uh, I'm from there. Uh, born and bred there. And then when I turned uh, 17, I came up to Johannesburg, uh, the city of gold, where everything happens. Everything happens in Johannesburg. It's like our own New York. So <laughs> I came up here when I was, um, I was 17. I uh, went to, to varsity, did my first year. And then unfortunately, when I was doing my second year, I had to drop out because... Um, I inquired, um, acquired rather, a visual impairment. But uh, otherwise, I'm from a family of six. Um, I'm the only girl. I've got three brothers. Uh, both my parents are still alive, but uh, they're separated. Um, and growing up around boys was quite interesting and, and, and fun <laughs> at the same time. Because <laughs> um, you have a 24-hour security. So, you know, uh, the boys can come and take chances with you because they know you've got big brothers. Uh, but at the same time, I would play a mainly uh, male-dominated sports and all of those things. But, uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's my look for you. Well, that's really interesting. That's great. So you mentioned how you lost your vision while attending university. And I will tell you that in my case, I was born blind with glaucoma. So, you know, for me, I struggled tremendously to understand what it must be like to lose vision as an adult. Uh, can you tell me, you know, how you lost your vision and, and what that experience was like? Okay, so yeah, like I said, I was doing my second year, uh, first semester, I was busy writing my exams. Actually, there was one um, module which was left for me to, to write before I actually finished the semester. So while I was uh, studying for the last uh, subject or module, I started experiencing... Uh, something weird in my eyes. It was a bit sandy. It was misty and all of those things. So I thought to myself, oh man, maybe I've been studying too much. Let me just take uh, a nap or something like that. And then, you know, when I wake up, everything is going to be fine. But uh, the opposite actually happened when I woke up. Uh, the situation was very, very, very bad. Um, I went completely blind on the left side. Uh, at least there was still a bit of vision on the right one. Um, went to doctors. They couldn't really detect what the problem was. Um, uh, but later on, they, 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 they figured that it was uh, actually optical atrophy. So that's, that's basically how my, my sight loss came about. It, it happened quite fast happened right. quite fast like yeah an overnight type of a thing so as we speak now i'm completely blind on the left eye i still have a, a bit of vision on the on the right eye mm -hmm. but it's, it's not enough for uh to read um printed material or anything like that it's just to get me from point a to point b like 
even so it's not that good but yeah um it's 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 very difficult um because if all you know is being able to see and then all of a sudden you you can't see or you can't see clearly there's a lot of confusion and most especially if you're from a background where there's no history of blindness um there's there are really few people who are blind in the community so you're probably the first or the second there's just a whole lot of things that you have to deal with at the same time um being visually impaired and like I always tell people, you never really fully, fully, fully accept that you are blind because every day you have reminders that if, if, if I could see, if, if it was back then when I could still see, I could do this for myself, I wouldn't have to struggle this much and all of that. But yeah, you somehow learn to live with the situation. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes it's being debated around the visually impaired and blindness community around the world. You know, what what would happen if we invented some sort of way for blind people to have vision again or to replace the entire eye so that you could see? And it's a question that's been posed to me. And since you brought it up so philosophically, I'll bring it up, which is if I had the chance to be sighted, would I? No, because I'm happy with how my vision is today. And I also believe that there is that there is a reason why I'm blind. There's a spiritual and philosophical reason why we're given certain challenges in our lives. So mm. I think that a lot of blind people would not want to get any surgery to fix their vision. As surprising as it is to you, if you're born blind, you don't you don't care about that. It doesn't it doesn't have the same effect that it would on you, you know. Someone else in the community said, and by the way, if we had some cure where all blind people could see, there's one thing that all of us blind people would then need. We would need a lot of therapists. We would need a lot of therapy because people would be going crazy with the overwhelm, the the overload of information, and they wouldn't be able to function. They would be able to function even worse. So yeah, well, well okay. So it's, it's just very, very fascinating to me. So after you lost your vision, and then and then what happened? All right, this is now 2005. I go back home. Um, I'm not aware of any intervention as far as going back to school is concerned and all of those things. So I was constrained to staying at home for 10 years. I stayed at home between 2005 and 2016, basically not doing anything. Um, but there was still, there was still that thing within me that said, um, Milo, you could, you could do one, two, three, and four. But then I would always say, but how am I going to do that if I can't see? Um, fortunately, 2016, someone came to me, a spiritual figure and asked me a question that no one would dare to ask me because I, I always had an answer for that. He asked, how long are you going to sit in this situation? Why aren't you doing something with your life? And with so much respect, I looked at him and said, no, but I can't because, you know, you know my situation. And he says, but there has to be a way. There has to be a way. And he took the initiative to find out how a visually impaired person can uh, be incorporated into the educational system again so yeah i went back to school 2016 to do a computer literacy skill um and then 2017 i went back to varsity unfortunately when i got there i found that uh, my thing had been phased out uh so i had to start all over again uh 2017 18 19 i finished my degree and then um, I enrolled for a postgrad. Yeah. Right, right. So now, where do things stand with you now? What you know? What degree do you have? Um, you know, what did you end up studying in the end? I've I've always uh, wanted to be a psychologist, 
uh, funny when I was in high school, I was I was a, I was a commercial student, you accounting and business and all of that. But when I went to varsity, I'm like, no man, this is not this is not me. I'm called to impact people, to impart something in people's lives, and um, I still wanted to to be in the psychology uh, sphere. So when I went back to school, the the the, the year and a half that I I was in varsity. I actually did a psychology degree, but like I said, when I went back, I had to start all over again. Um, so currently, I hold an honors degree in in psychology. Um, I still need to do my master's and doctorate and all of that. And yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll get to that. But um, at the same time, one has to work. Um, I work full time, and then work part-time as a content creator so one really have has time to actually uh, go back to studying but it's something sure. that i would like sure, to sure, do. Sure. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know sometimes in life we we get into a certain job in a career field and we just end up doing that for the majority of our lives and i think that happens to a lot of people and there's there's a lot of things in life that we just don't get to. We just didn't have time to get to it. And there's yeah. a lot of things in my life that are the same way. Um, so what is your full-time job now, by the way? Yeah, currently I'm in the communications sector department with uh, this particular firm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, just started uh, last month. This is actually my second my second month. Uh, super exciting, uh, challenging. Um, and yeah, and I okay. enjoy that. Well, yeah. that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, as yeah. you know, I've spoken here on Aaron's Opinion. We have a lot of great friends. You, of course, one of them. We have a lot of great friends from South Africa. You know, our great friend Dollar Bill. He's been on the show before um, and several yes. others. Um, and all, all South African people have told me that life in South Africa is very difficult. And life mm-hmm. in South Africa, if you have a disability, if you have any disability, life is really, really hard. Um, mm. And quite frankly, I think that life is hard for sighted people in South Africa, by the way. I don't think I don't think anything is I don't get the impression that anything is easy in South Africa is what it all comes down yeah. to. So yeah. obviously you've been posting a lot of videos. You have a website. Why don't you really dig into your your channel, your website, your different thing, your your content creation that you do? Uh, yeah, so uh, the writing thing, I've, I've, I think uh, I've always been a writer because when I sit and think actually, uh, when I was in primary, I was, I was writing, although it didn't make sense by then. Um, so during the period, the 10 year period where I was sitting and not doing anything, I would have, cause with my writing, I would just be sitting and just something comes up and I just have to, you know, jot it down. Mm-hmm. So when I was uh, during that period, I would have things coming, but I wouldn't have a platform to actually uh, put them and, mm-hmm. um, all of those things. So as soon as I regained my, uh, computer literacy skills, uh, I started writing again. I started writing. I would have them on my laptop and all of that. And then um, 2020, yes, I think it's 2020, mm-hmm. late 2020, I started the website. Um, and the aim there was just to, um, the aim of my writing and all of those things, because I also do motivations on the site, is just to touch, even if it's just one person. Have someone read something and say, oh, wow, um, I was healed when I read this. I was able to relate when I read this. At least I know there's someone out there who understands me and all of that. So I was like, okay, fine, let me put it in a, in a public platform for people to be able to consume that. Uh, so on the website, I have the writings. I also have the motivations. And then six months ago, I was like, okay, fine, let me start a YouTube channel now. Uh, which is solely going to be uh, aimed at educating society about mm. visual impairment. Uh, mm-hmm. And not only that, but at the same time, also showcase our capabilities. Because um, people think we are just uh, people who need to be helped, 
people who are very vulnerable and all of those things. And, and, and as much as that is true, we still have a lot of capabilities. We have a great uh, artist in the disability sector with uh, you know, all these things. So we need to show the world what we're capable of. And that's the aim of the YouTube channel. I really appreciate that. And I think that that's exactly what society needs. You know, we really, we really need to start educating people about the truth of the capabilities yes. of, of blind people. That's, you know, so I just want you to know that I tremendously appreciate you for setting up this channel that you have and doing your, your critically important work. It really, it really is more important than you are even aware because what, um, I'm just curious, uh, Milo, have you listened or, have, by the way, have you ever heard of Aaron's opinion before Aaron's opinion contacted Sweet Milo? Have, have you, had you ever heard of me in the past? I'm just curious. Um, I actually saw you when you uploaded um, a dollar bills um, oh, so you recording. Have. You have heard, yeah. you have heard of me so in that, the past. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. that was the first time I bumped into you and I listened and I wanted to listen some more and, you know. I appreciate it. Um, because, you know, everything, you know, we, we have a saying here on Aaron's Opinion, which is to help one person today help a million people tomorrow. And I think you totally understand it. If you can get um, even one person to read something that you wrote and it has a positive impact, then that um, automatically means that a million other people will also read it. So that really Thanks. is how it works. You don't have to worry. Don't worry about how many subscribers you have or don't have. Just worry about yeah. if one person likes what you're doing. If one person is affected positively, then that really is the right thing to do. And that will really, exactly. years in the future, we'll look back and we'll say, I'm really glad that, that this content was created then because we really need it now in the future. So yeah. Mm. So what are some of the, when you think about you say you want to educate society about the truth about blindness and the capabilities that we have. So what are some, you know, everybody has their, all us blind people have our pet peeves or our little things that we wish society knew. So what are some areas that you focus on when you approach the notion of educating the sighted world? Um, Okay, with me, everything goes, actually. So from, we could look at the side of, for example, people are, are not really sure what exactly is blind and visually impaired, what is the difference there. They just put us all in one box. Is either you can see or you can't see, you know? So that is another aspect that the one looks at. Um, also just being incorporated in society, day-to-day -day living. Um, how do I get to the shop? How do I do my daily chores? Uh, what should happen if uh, there's a, sh a social gathering? How, how should you treat me if I should go? And things like that. Some of the things that we don't appreciate uh, because we tend to complain a lot as blind people that I don't understand why these people are doing this and that, but have we ever really taken the time to tell them that don't do it like that, uh, rather do it like this. Mm, and also mm -hmm. uh, bringing the fun side to it, um, showcasing that we we are just normal human beings. We can have fun. We can have love. Uh, that's why, uh, although most of the time I'm a bit serious, but I do try and have a fun videos oh, where absolutely. I'm just laughing. And <laughs> absolutely. I'm a very, I'm a very abrupt and stern and philosophical person. But as long as you go through the catalog, you'll hear how hysterically I laugh. We have a tons of funny stuff happens here on Aaron's opinion. So I might, yeah. I might come across as serious, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a huge comedian. Trust me. Trust me. Yes. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as we say philosophically, because I love to philosophize, you know, mm -hmm. we say by the grace of God, you know, I was born in the United States. You were born in South Africa. Um, you know, neither one of our countries are perfect. South Africa has serious, serious problems. But actually, there are 
worse country there are countries that are worse off than South Africa. So what I want to know is so what happens when you're born blind in South Africa? What is you know, how does your life go usually? I know it's hard for you to answer, but if you try to understand what would happen if you were born blind in South Africa, what would happen? Um what would happen depending on your parents um I don't want to say intellect but uh, understanding yeah, of, of, of attitude yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, of of understanding of certain things because I don't believe and I stand to be corrected that when um someone is has a, a blind child uh, they receive sufficient or in uh, any counseling as to what should happen now so they just Yes, a blind baby, see what you do with them. So if a person is from an impoverished background, uh, whether intellectually or otherwise, um, they wouldn't really know that there's like sp- certain special schools that they can take this case and all of that. Because here in South Africa, um, the poverty line is drawn very clearly. It's either you're part of the haves or you're part of the have-nots. Um, the in-between are really, really few. So you, you would have to look at it in, in both aspects. Um, but otherwise, if you are lucky, you would go, you'd attend a, a special school. Uh, the special schools as well differ. You have the ones which are more uh, sophisticated, if I may. And then mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. the ones which are just, you know, are just schools and then you if you are lucky to finish you would go to varsity um fortunately we do have uh, certain varsities that uh, are very good that disability uh, thingy is, is is very very good you would get assistance and then you'd finish you'd get your degree and then the real struggle starts uh, the issue of employing a blind person. I heard you say earlier uh, that um, being being disabled in South Africa is a challenge. Being disabled, if you think being disabled is a challenge, try being blind. Being blind is super, super, super bad. I don't know um, uh, what makes... We still have a long way, actually. We still have a long way to educate um the employment sector that uh, blind people can be employed so i think that's the journey that a blind person would take mm. it's similar in the united states it's hard to tell what is really more difficult you know getting to university as a blind person in the states which is very difficult or if it's just a matter of realizing what you want to do after university. You know, there was a time where I thought university was the hardest thing ever. I graduated from university and then I discovered the rest of life is the hardest thing ever, which is, I think, Mm -hmm. your point, your point completely. Yeah. I mean, I've had to figure stuff out. You know, a lot of times it's about you just have to trial and error, figure out what you're supposed to be doing, you know, figuring out what you want to do. You know, that is that is the hardest thing that you ever do is figuring out who you're supposed to be. And yeah. I, it's hard for sighted people. So it's really hard for blind people, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you come to have your full-time job um, in this firm, as you say? Um, so I applied um, like everyone else. I think I'm the few, a remnant of those who, um, who were lucky, mm-hmm. basically. And I think for uh, each one lucky person, there's 300 who are crying. Absolutely. You're, yeah, you're, I know the correct. figures sound absurd. They but are it's not. Actually well, the truth. Yeah. But guys, I want you to listen to what Sweet Milo is saying. She, you are right. That is absurd. The problem is that it's true. 
This yes. is this is exactly the problem. I mm. we have a lot. I mean, our channels have a lot in common with our experiences. Really, I say it differently. It's all the same thing. I say one step forward, five steps back. You know, it's it's that you know yeah. that gets old after a while. Even in the United States, the one step forward, five back. Ugh, that gets tiring. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yes, go ahead. Yeah, and it's so sad, hey? It's so sad um, because there are a lot of blind people do study. Right. They do study. Uh, they do have degrees. That some even have a two degrees going for their third, but mm-hmm. they're not being employed. And yeah, that's the question that I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's the question that I'm asking. Uh, organizations which um, are, are claiming to be representing blind people and all of those things that what is the use for a person to go to varsity, a blind person to go to varsity what are, what message are we sending to the ones who are still in high school that 16 year old what are we saying if oh they look goodness. at the stats yeah. you are I just want to congratulate you you are you are spot on I mean you really, you really hit the nail on the head. That's, you know, and you know what else I can, I can piggyback off that by saying, what message do we send to society when we allow blind people to get three degrees from a university and still don't employ them? Yes. What message does that send? I mean, I, mm. Milo, I've never thought of that before, but I'm glad you brought it to the forefront of my mind. That is a that is a really disturbing problem. That is a serious, serious problem. The other problem, exactly. though, the other problem, and I want your feedback about it, is that we do have some blind people in the world who are willing to accept not doing things and not working. Now, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Can, you ex- can you explain that to me? Have you, um, I mean, you've, <laughs> you've done a lot of research. I can tell you really research the facts. What can you tell us about that, that fact? Yes, like for 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 the half that I mentioned that there are blind people who really study and all of that, the other half are those who are content with uh, dropping out of school, moving from one learnership to another, or not even doing anything. I'm like, oh, but I, I get disability grant. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm covered. So that's another thing which uh, has messed up um, our society because the person is, is content with receiving um, the disability grant which when you actually look at it is actually nothing you can buy a house with that you can buy a car you can just um, make ends meet live from hand to mouth so if you are fine with that then the rest of your life then well go for it but then again they're going to come back and, and, and argue with you and say, but you go to school, you also come back and sit like the rest of us. So what is the difference between us? Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a serious problem. So I have some ideas on what we need to start doing now, as in today. Um, when you play this video, when you're watching this video, it will be in August, but today we're sitting here in February. So what do you Mm. think needs to happen today to start actually changing the narrative and making the changes that we know we can make? What do you think needs to happen? Um, We need to talk to a blind person. Firstly, talk to a blind person. Remind, because most of the time, their self-esteem is messed up. Um, you find that uh, maybe that's because of the environment that they're in, the family system, when you're constantly told that you can't really amount to anything and look at you, you think you can go out into the world when you're still bumping into my glasses here at home and all of those things. So most of blind people's self-esteem is messed up. We need to talk to a blind person, resurrect the dreams that they have the ambitions that they have and tell them that it's possible and it needs to be people like us uh, we haven't necessarily made it 
but we are at least a couple of steps uh, forward to say that if I, as Sweet Milo, coming from uh, this kind of background, if I was able to do it, then you can do it as well. And also avail ourselves uh, to be mentors, um, avail ourselves to take in a, a blind girl child uh, who's doing grade seven and say, I'm going to be your mentor uh, for the next years. I'm going to uh, see you uh, graduate and all of those things. Have positive uh, blind role models. And, and for them to see us actually uh, challenging the systems. Uh, for example, when I speak about the issue of unemployment, if they actively see us um, uh, saying, questioning uh, the government, like, what are you uh, guys doing as, as the government to ensure that there's um, um, equal standing between a blind and sighted people who hold the same uh, qualifications? Uh, that would be something that would actually inspire them, that would make them look at the world and say, okay, well, the world is not so dark after all because mm -hmm. uh, there are uh, some stars which are shining out there. If they can shine, I can shine too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly the type of content that people need to be watching. This, is, this should be mandatory content. Um, and I mm. encourage you, I know you will, and I encourage you to send this video, send this podcast episode, this audio episode to, to all people who need to, who need to learn about this, because this is more important than, than people are even aware. So, well, very good. Um, so what are some things that, what are some specific topics you've already covered just on your YouTube channel? Basically, what's your, what's your flavor on your YouTube channel? Okay, so on the YouTube channel, I started off, uh, I have about 24 videos to, to date. Um, I started off introducing myself to the people uh, who Sweet Milo is, throwing a couple of uh, motivations there. Uh, and then I also started um, a series which I call uh, Disabled Creatives. That's where now I bring in people who I, I perceive to have uh, talent to just come in and tell us about um, what they're good at, uh, showcase it on the on the on the slots, and all of those things, and just um, uh, world changes basically. People who are changing the world, looking at all aspects. That's why I said Ella that there's nothing that I don't touch, even the spiritual uh, context. I answer the questions that people are sometimes afraid to ask. Uh, like for example, if, if you're from a Christian background, you tend to hear questions like, okay, fine, now can you believe uh, uh, in, in faith and not, why is the faith not working for you? Why is it not opening your eyes? So those are some of the questions that I would be answering on the, on the channel. So it's basically anything goes there. Well, I wanna talk about that further. So I appreciate that you cover faith on your channel because the, the you know, faith and religion uh, for people who have disabilities, definitely blind people, that tends to be an area where blind people feel excluded. So that's, this is a very severe problem in the United States that a lot of oh. people who are blind do not feel welcome in their religious community, whatever it might be, whether it's a church you know, a mosque, a synagogue, a temple, a home oh. of worship. Many, many, many blind people do not feel comfortable in that setting. So when people ask you questions on faith, you know, to what do you respond? How can they have faith even in, even in their darkest hour, basically? Um, the verse that I always use is when Paul had a thorn... Uh, on his back and he prayed three times. This is the Paul that would ascend to the upper Esalen. This is the same Paul uh, who would pray for people and they would be healed instantly. The mm -hmm. great Paul. But he had a situation that he prayed three, all those times God kept on saying, 
my grace is sufficient. Right. My grace is sufficient. So I always tell people that um, I do believe that there will be people who will be prayed for and their eyes are going to pop open. Um, I do believe in miracles. But at the same time, I also believe in my grace is sufficient. Do you think, you know, I want to I want to ask you a question about that phrase, because I think it's important to break it down so that we understand. Do you think when you said my grace is, is sufficient, does that mean I mean, that could mean a lot of things to me. It means that I know I'm doing the best I can do in my own life, that I'm a great person, regardless of what others think. I mean, what do you think that statement means? My grace is sufficient. What does that mean? Um, when you go further, it says my, although I will, I won't paraphrase it well, it says my grace right. is sufficient because my, my power is made manifest in your weakness. This is now God answering Paul. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying, if I were to, 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 to expantiate on that in my own life, uh, I've done more blind than I did when I was sighted, or I think I could have possibly done as a sighted person. I've impacted a lot of people in this um, state that I'm in than I did in the 18 years mm -hmm. that I was fully sighted. So um, am I saying that God wouldn't have necessarily used me if I had not lost my sight? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying now I have a story to, to tell. I have a God can pick you up story. I have a God can, can sustain you story. Uh, I have a point of reference to his grace being sufficient. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's very interesting. I guess do you think, do you think if you were sighted, um, and do you think you would have ended up being a sighted YouTuber who produced videos about what it's like to be a sighted South African? <laughs> uh, not really, not really. No, no. Be... Well, what if someone? Well, what if someone wants to learn about that? Gosh, I, I'm kind of disappointed. There needs to be videos for sighted people in South Africa, just not just not only blind people, you know. <laughs> on 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 how to be sighted they'll probably you know vlog uh, how to apply makeup and all of that which is yeah. good but you know you know right sure <laughs> sure 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 so how many other youtubers have you collaborated with by the way um I haven't officially collaborated with uh, any YouTubers as yet, like on a formal, formal basis. But there is this um, young lady that appears uh, a lot on my channel, uh, the Boyty Melon. She's also visually impaired. Uh, she has a YouTube channel as well. So she's someone that who, who comes through and sometimes I, I go to her channel and we just have a lot of fun. Well, that's really good. And is she also a South African? Yes, she's also a South African. Very good. That's really excellent. Um, yes. And where have you traveled, by the way, outside of South Africa? I've only been to Mozambique. Mm, that's a very interesting place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've only been to Mozambique. Can you imagine my passport just expired and there's only one trip that I took. Whole 10 years. I see. I see. Would you believe it if I told you that I've actually been to South Africa and I have actually been to East Watine? I've actually been to Swaziland. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, uh, I was traveling with a group and we we flew from London to Johannesburg and then we took a van from Johannesburg to Swaziland. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm hmm. It was very, no, that's very, great. very interesting place. So wh why did you go to Mozambique? It's a very historic place. Mm -hmm. uh, Mozambique, it was just um, a trip uh, from church. Mm -hmm. So there's, there, there's something that we're doing there as a church. Uh, so we're just going there to, you know, check um, what we are sowing into. But it ended up being a very, very interesting trip. We got to, they cooked for us. Um, and their food is, is 
a bit different to what we have here and it was very very nice we went to the beach and all of those things so i actually had fun i i, I would want to go back to mozambique mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i remember seeing yeah. mozambique off in the distance when i was in swaziland we were in a place and they pointed you see over those mountains you see those hills that's that's mozambique so yes mm. yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes that's very interesting so, you know, the yes. other thing that I love to talk about in life is my love for languages. And, you know, I, I speak English and I speak French. Je parle français. So I wanted to know, um, how many languages do you speak? Um, I only speak, uh, isn't it South Africa is that nine official languages? I think out of the nine, maybe I speak four. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, four, about four. Uh, but I would like to learn French. Uh, so sometimes I, 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 I tend to ask Siri, like, uh, how do you say hello? Uh, bonjour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You're supposed to answer Aaron. Isn't it you know French? Right. You are correct. Bonjour. Or, <laughs> or hello. That's very good. And why, yeah. why do you want to learn French? I just find it quite interesting. I, you know, I find it quite interesting. I, I feel it's something that I, I would love to learn. And I think mm-hmm. um, it, would, it would suit me to speak French. I see. And so what four languages do you speak? What four languages do you speak now, like from South Africa? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm originally Tsonga. Shitonga. Mm-hmm. So I I speak that that's my mother my mother tongue mm-hmm. and then uh, obviously I speak English uh, I speak Isi Zulu and uh, I speak Tswana. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Sure. 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 So in your town in South Africa in your city, like when you go out in public in stores or restaurants does everyone just speak english or can you just speak whatever language like how how do how does that work in your in your city in south africa um it, it depends which which side or which part of south africa you're in like for example when you're in pumalanga uh, the dominating languages there are isiswati shitonga um and sipedi so mm-hmm. when you're that side, you, you must only expect to hear those those languages flying around. And when you speak English, people tend to think you're a bit of a coconut. So walking around speaking English is not really, <laughs> it's not really the in thing. Uh, but when you come up to like your houting and all of that, because it's a mix, it's a mix here. You don't know what is what. You don't. There's no uh, certain expectation of what language is spoken. Then you can get away with uh, with going around speaking English, and then a person will respond in whatever language. If they they don't really like English, then you just continue with that one. Hmm. It's really fascinating. Have you researched if there are any podcasts or any YouTube channels? that produce content in these languages, you know, for the local communities? What do you think? No, I've never, I've, I've never come across such. Um, I wonder if they are such. If they are, then they're very, very few. Well, they're maybe, very, very few. Well, maybe you can be one of the first YouTubers to produce some videos in Tonga. In your in your language, yes. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I would do that, Erin. I I I would struggle a bit because I I fully articulate myself in mm-hmm. English. Um, there's there's um there's a, a slot that I have on this uh, radio station back home that I do every Wednesday. And uh, when I started last year, uh, I was advised that you can't come in here um, fully speaking English because the people won't relate to you. You would need to to use some vernac. And when I started, it was a bit difficult, but uh, now I've got the hang of it. But mm. now and again, I feel that, okay, fine, maybe 
I could have been even more articulate if I had spoken in English. But maybe you're correct. I could give it a shot. Right, right. It would just be interesting, you know. I don't know. So you said something else that caught my interest there. You said that you have a a slot on a radio station. So what can you tell me about that? That's always interesting to know. Yeah, it's just a, a slot, a um, motivating slot um, for like 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, because I'm miles and miles away from home. So what I do is I, I record and then I send it through. And then every Wednesday um, between... 1900 hours and uh, 19 h30 uh, they 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 play that uh, whatever i would have um recorded but um it's mostly um disability orientated i'm speaking to the disabled person and their caregivers and the society but sometimes i also speak to the society at large, generally, just to motivate them. Wow! Wow! Well, that's a really excellent activity. And what can now? This particular radio station is it a radio station that is established just for people with disabilities, or is it just a like radio station just in general that you were able to build a rapport with? Like, how does that how does that work? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's actually a community radio station. Um, but it reaches like a wide, widespread um, uh, vicinity. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I approached them uh, and I, I told them that uh, I'm a visually impaired person. Uh, I need to talk to my people uh, through through motivation. <clears throat> and um, uh, they were quiet for some time and uh after some time they came back to me and they said yeah we want you we want you to come through and and do that so it's it's not a disability-based radio station it's a a normal radio station well that's really excellent see that goes to show that there are some people in south africa who at in, in your country in your community who do realize that you need to start speaking up about these things you know, them giving yes. you that that chance shows that they're kind of recognizing that things are not are not perfect. But that's mm. I'm really I'm really proud of them for having you on their station. That's that's so good. That's really really excellent. Um, that's really fascinating. So, what are some other activities that you do? You know, in your free time that I would not expect you to do. Um. I I have fun. Like I, I I said earlier, I come across as very serious when you 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 see me on YouTube or generally when people look at me like, oh, you're very serious. But I am someone who uh, has fun. I sometimes put on uh, loud music uh, mm-hmm. and just have fun. Um, I like I like going out as well. I, I love food so whenever i get a chance to go and have me some nice big steak or uh, <laughs> chicken nuggets and all of it i, I make sure that <laughs> i maximize on you make that. you make sure you make sure that you put one in a box and send it to aaron's opinion because i love food too right exactly sure. <laughs> yeah that's very good that's very good what is a um what is a common meal or your favorite meal that people in your community eat, like your like favorite meal. Ah, uh, black people love bab. South African black people love bab, and 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 bright meat, and chakalaka. So you you can never go wrong um, uh, if you have a blind person over. Mm-hmm. Um, you cook them bab, bright meat. And chakalaka, then you've won their heart. Really? Well, good to know. Yes. And what are those things? Can you expand on those on those food items? And then outside of that, we have traditional food. But then again, it, it goes back to the different um, uh, uh, cultural backgrounds that you have. For example, with us, Tongas, 
we would have our own traditional food. The Zulus would have that traditional food and all of that. So I'm just going to speak for, for, for us. With us, we love, we do a lot of um, uh, sewing. So we sew, um, most of the things that we, we eat, we, we plant them ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, your maize, um, uh, veggies, what you guys would call veggies, but like we would, our veggies, uh, we call them morojo. Uh, you, you take leaves and then you cook them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's weird. You, you, you just have to, to eat it to understand it. I, I see. I see. That sounds, mm-hmm. that sounds delicious. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> so, so good. I love all food. I love all food. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's really, that's all really fascinating. Um, I'm sure that you have a lot of questions about Aaron Richmond and Aaron's opinion. So what, what would you like to know about me? Um, all right. I already know that you, you were born blind, right. but at times when you would speak, uh, I would hear you say, um, for example, when you said you were in Swaziland, they said there's Mozambique. How bad is your sight? Uh, are you, are you totally blind? Or That's, you yeah, sure. So I have some usable vision where I'm able to see colors, but the way that I explain it to students or people who ask is I cannot like drive a car or read a print book. So I'm still, so that's how bad my vision is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think me and you are on the same page. Right. Can you make out faces though? Um, in my own way, probably, but from the perspective of a sighted person, no. So it depends on like in what context and how you ask. I would say, do I understand faces? Yeah. Not, not really. Um, I recognize people, but you know, faces. Um, that's a really, it's a really hard thing to express. You know, I would say probably mm. not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, is Aaron married? Does he have kids? I'm single. Mm-hmm. Um, Single, no children. I must get you a South African woman, Erin. You, mu- you must get what? I must get you a South African woman. God a willing. Zulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Oh, you brought, you brought that problem onto yourself. You should, you should never have brought that up. Why, why, do I, why do I qualify for a Zulu and not a Tonga? <laughs> no, I think a Zulu would, would do you, you much, much better. <laughs> but what are you saying about your Tonga people? What they aren't that nice? What's going on with those Tongas? <laughs> no, that no Tongas are very. You know what? Um, the thing about us, we are very, very humble people. Um, but maybe you don't need a, a too humble woman. I think you need a feisty one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has gone from serious to to utterly disturbing. So I need so 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 we, you you do know this is being recorded. This is on the record that apparently I deserve a feisty, a South African, but not just a South African, a feisty one, and not just any feisty South African, one of Zulu descent. Hmm, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. I see. I see. Um, yes. 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 That's. That's very, very Okay, another question, Aaron. How long has um sorry. No problem. Yeah. How long has um Aaron's opinion mm-hmm. uh been airing? Well, I you know, I got into this a few years ago because I was doing a lot of teaching work every day, just like I do now, and I was spending a lot of time listening to other blind podcasters. And I felt that mm. they just were not open enough to my opinions and my needing to voice my opinion and will be welcoming to, to society. So <clears throat> I found that really, if I have all of these opinions, um, you know, 
I, I need to just push record and as we say, off to the races, right? Well, that's what I did. And so over the past couple of years, I have built up the product of Aaron's opinion slowly but surely to the YouTube and then the, you know, all the different ways that you can listen to the show and things like that. So yes, that's really why I started Aaron's opinion. Mm -hmm. All right, Aaron, last question. What exactly is Aaron's opinion? about blind people yeah my my opinion and that's an absolutely brilliant finish a brilliant way to end the episode my opinion about blind people is two things one is that we have far too many uh blind people who are not um not really integrating appropriately into into society and that's either because of their attitude or society's attitude. But my opinion is, is that this would be, you know, there would be no greater time than the present for us to start making these critical changes that really will help the future. You know, every episode of Aaron's Opinion is, is broadcast outwards in the future. So hopefully this episode will help someone in the future. It's I have a very futuristic lens and a very futuristic opinion. Um, of, of oh. society um, that is a really a really incredible a really that's a really interesting question that you phrased I loved that I loved absolutely loved this episode um, uh -huh. but as we say I always like to end this episode by saying if you can ask me only one more question to really make me sweat to see if I'm worth my salt as a podcaster what do you want to ask me Oh, let me see. Mm -hmm. How many lives? Okay, let me let me uh, craft it like this. Do you think uh, Aaron's opinion is having the impact that you initially intended? If not, then why don't you scrap it? That's, that's brilliant. Um, absolutely. I think it's having the, the impact because I'm able to have content that is published in the future and I'm able to reach people overseas that, that share my opinions, that share my attitude about being successful in life. So I think it's definitely having the impact that I want. I don't know for me, it's doing what I want, want it to do my opinion, but I don't know what the impact of the opinion is for the listener. We'll have to wait 30 years for that. And then we'll have to go mm -hmm. back 30 years from now and say, well, well, did you listen? Well, I don't know. But that's an mm. absolute, that is you, you ask, you ask perfect questions. You really, you really dig to the bottom of my soul. And I cannot thank you enough, really. Well, so it's Milo's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so no more with that. So no more sweet Milo. We're, we're going to, you're going to have to change it to Milo's opinion. As you as you no, sit, uh, as you sorry, sit back I, I from your microphone, so you can laugh. Well, well, you can have Milo's opinion if you want, but I think I think Sweet Milo is perfect, actually, for you. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I'll I'll stick to my Sweet Milo. Well, well, good. So, if someone wants to get in contact with Sweet Milo, how would they do that? Um, um, all around the social media platform. Can I go? ahead and give out my thingies please do all right so let's start with the uh, the website uh, it's www.sweetmilo.co.za my milo is spelled m-y-l-o and then the youtube channel is just sweet milo and then i'm on instagram uh, as the underscore sweet underscore milo uh, twitter it's sweet milo at milo lubisi uh, Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Sweet Milo, and then I have my personal uh, account, uh, My Little Beast. So you, one can just inbox me uh, in one of those spaces. Lovely, lovely. Absolutely magnificent. That was a magnificent episode as always. Thanks so much, everybody, and to all of our listeners in South Africa or all of all the countries that tune in each week. Thanks so much from all four corners of the globe. As I like to say, thanks so much, everybody. Stay safe out there. And as I always like to say here on the videos and definitely in the outro, thanks so much 
Help one person today. Help a million people tomorrow. You've been listening to Milo, my sweet guest, right here on Life Improvement Radio, on YouTube, or wherever else you listen to a podcast. Well, I just wanted to thank you again, Milo, for taking the time out of your busy day to join me um, today uh, from South Africa. Um, You know, really thinking back to it, you know, I recorded these different tracks on different days, a couple days apart. Um, and looking back, thinking back to that recording, it again, it really stood out to me how much you, you know, care about educating people and wanting to change, you know, the way that people understand blindness and disability in your country and around the world. And I just cannot thank you enough for that. I think our missions are very, very similar. And we're doing a lot of the same important work that both of us need to continue to do in order to educate the world. And as I say, to help one person today, help a million people tomorrow type of thing. But you do the same. You do the very same just in different ways with your writing and, and your your YouTube and everything that you do. So Milo, keep up your great work. God bless you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. All right. And of course, to join the public WhatsApp group, the telephone number for that is 1240-681-9869. 1240-681-9869. Aaron'sOpinion6 at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, comment below right here on YouTube. Comment on Facebook wherever you're seeing this episode or hearing it. Just leave a comment and I will, of course, get back to you. All right? Um, I want to take this time to thank the uh, Helium Radio Network and Life Improvement Radio for syndicating Aaron's Opinion every Thursday. I really appreciate it. You could be listening to Aaron's Opinion from all four corners of the globe in South Africa, but there's many, many, many countries that tune in every Thursday especially, but really any time, any day of the week. Um, So thank you so much for that. Milo, God bless you and keep up your great work, and I wish you the very best of health and luck in all of your future endeavors. And know that you are forever welcome here on Aaron's Opinion. All right, everybody, to all the listeners around the world, uh, very best of health to you. Good, good health, good luck, good, you know, good vibes, as we say. And uh, to all of the other guests who've already contributed an episode and will probably contrib- contribute another, keep up, keep up your podcasting, keep up your great work. You know, whatever you're doing, I, I really appreciate it. All right. This has been another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community. I'm Aaron Richmond. As I like to say, help one person today, help one million people tomorrow. Aaron Richmond, Aaron's Opinion on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. <laughs>